0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your Saturday, June 26th edition. We have a good one for you. We have Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. I am your host, Santino Cacone. Before we get into it, I do want to give a quick shout out over to our guys at MyBookie, simply the best sports book around. They have everything that you need uh, that your local casino would have have any sports bet that you want to make, whether it's futures, props, normal, over-under, standard bet, whatever the case may be, they have it. And they have a fully-fledged casino platform, whether it's live dealers, uh, virtual dealers, virtual games, table games, slots, you name it, they got it right at the edge of your fingertips. So instead of going to your local casino, you have one right on your computer. Or if you don't have a local casino, now you do. And The best part is you can get your first deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks by simply entering the promo code Hoopball. that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, upon signing up. It's as simple as betting, winning, and getting paid. Alright guys, let's get into this one. As I mentioned, we have Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals. It is two to 2-1. The Suns have a 2-1 to one lead. The home team has won all three games so far. On uh, this one, the Suns are at the Clippers again. The spread, the Suns are 1-point home, or road favorites, my bet. 1-point road favorites. And the over-under is a solid two twenty. On the injury report, we have some, a uh, little bit of news here. We have... Abdel Nader is questionable. He has been cleared from his right knee surgery. I would assume he's ready to go. Devin Booker available. Campaign is probable for the Suns. And on the Clippers, we have Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka still out. All right. So let's get right into it. We'll start with the Phoenix side of the ball since they are the away team. We saw Chris Paul came back, first game back in roughly 10 10 or so days, and he didn't have a minutes limit. He went into the game not having a minutes limit, uh, which was really good on his part. I expected a little bit, but that's why these are early looks, and you got to make sure you can uh, be able to follow the news when you can on that. But I think if Chris Paul is ready to play, uh, full complemented minutes like he was, and, and they're not going to hold him back or do any of that. Then he makes for a, a guy we'll have to keep an eye on. Um, unfortunately, that means campaign is someone that we can pretty much not fully ignore, but at his current price tag, uh, we don't need to look at him. He only played four minutes in the last one. Chris Paul got up to 39 in his first game back. <clears throat> So if Campaign's still going to be uh, currently as a utility, 6,800, we can just forget about him there. Uh, I know he was banged up, and he's probable for this one, but uh, Chris Paul playing over 35 minutes means his minutes are not going to be there too much. We know Devin Booker had that massive Game 1. Hasn't done much uh, comparatively since he shot... 10 of 37 they're playing awesome defense on him Uh, so give the clippers credit it's about time that he he has a bounce back in this one he's two of 10 from three in the last two games and again 10 of 37 i don't think he's going to shoot that poorly Uh, both games combined he's under 30 percent. that's just he's much better than that i expect a little bounce back for but still at nearly an 11k price tag um, it's it's a little tough. He'll probably be the contrarian play because everyone's looking at his last two games and saying, oh, and Chris Paul's back. Do I really want to go there? Should I just go to Chris Paul, who had himself a 43-point fantasy outing in his first game back, double-double, uh, 15, 12, and two rebounds, three steals. I would still prefer Booker if I have the $1,000, but um, I, I know $1,000 is not the easiest to play with. But DeAndre Ayton, he didn't have a massive game that he had in the first two or in the second one specifically, but he's still at eighteen and nine with two blocks and a steal. Shot nine of thirteen from the field. His field goal percentage this series is just out of this world. Uh shot ten of fourteen game one, twelve of fifteen game two, nine of thirteen in the last one. That was his worst shooting performance of the three games so far is nine of thirteen. So I think a thirty-five point floor, uh, thirty-five to forty-fifty points is rock solid for him, and we could expect that. And now that his price tag dropped down a bit uh, to 8,200, he was at 9K last one. This is the lowest that he's been this entire series. Now I think we can look at him again. Uh, that's that's pretty low for where he's going and for what he's been able to do. Other guys I'm looking at Cam Johnson again. He's been playing pretty well. He played 30 minutes in the last one, shot four of seven. Um, he continues to play a decent chunk of minutes: 24, 24, and 30 in the last three games. I don't expect. I said this about Chris Ball, but I don't expect Abdel Nader to come in and play a ton of minutes. The guy hasn't played since um, March, the 21st of March, so I that that is three months, so I can't expect him to come in and play some minutes. I expect Cam to continue playing a good amount of minutes, and at 4K we can definitely look his way. Uh, Jay Crowder had a decent game, but um, to me, out of Bridges, Cam, and Crowder, I think Cam is showing that uh, he has just as much potential out of those guys, and he's a lot cheaper. So that's where I'm looking there. And Saric at uh, 2K is a guy that you can plug into your lineups if you need to. Very hard to expect anything big from him, but he can get you double-digit, possibly uh, 15 points, uh, and he's only 2K, so we might have to go there for getting a lot of big guys in the lineup. But I think Aiden, Cam Johnson are the two guys that I really like. Uh, Saric, Crowder, possibly, but not huge on Crowder. And then it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I prefer Booker over Paul, uh, but you might not have that $1,000. I think Booker is due for a bounce back. I mean, I don't expect him to shoot under 31% again for third straight game. Uh, after that first explosion game, he probably won't have another triple 40-point triple-double like that. That was his first triple-double ever. But I expect a better shooting performance, and he's getting the shots up. So I uh, Say that. Say he shots, shoots 10 of 21, he'll put up 40 fantasy points or so, uh, maybe even more. And that's going to be coming fairly soon. So don't, uh, I'd rather be early than late on that. <clears throat> All right. And then we'll go on to the Clippers. And we saw, we'll start with the big guy, Paul George, had himself a Monster game, uh, 9 of 26 shooting, shot poorly from the field and poorly from 3, but he put up 27, 15 rebounds, grabbed 8 assists, played 43 minutes, and got his team in the win column. Uh, he has, now that Paul is back and and, and taken some more usage, uh, Paul George is clearly the highest upside guy on the, on the slate, I would say. He is the alpha on this team. There is no Kawhi Leonard. Paul George is going to be the offense is going to be running through him if they want to get this to an even series, uh, which if they go down 3-1, it's very hard to envision them taking two games from the Suns in Phoenix and also a third game. Uh, so I, I can't expect them to win the series, but if they want to get this even and make this an interesting st- series, possibly hold out for Kawhi Leonard Hope, which the team is trying to do, Uh, even though there've been rumors that he tore his ACL, but no one's given us an official diagnosis. They're probably going to wait till after the season and then finally say it, but um, they're going to need Paul George to continue to play like he did in the last game. And uh, even better, they're going to need him to go off and do everything they can. So he would be my preferred spend up for the uh, captain spot. Um, If you don't think they're going to win, I think it's Devin Booker's time to shine too. <clears throat> those two guys obviously are the best two players on their teams and i'll try and get them into the lineups if you can outside of that reggie jackson is still the number two guy on this team he dropped 23 points in the last one at seven four it's a little bit of a, a higher price tag <clears throat> he is nearly the same as campaign which uh, campaign value is cratered now that chris paul's back but he's about $1,000 or $800 less than Aiton. I'd rather have Aiton, but again, it's not always that simple with your cash dollars. Um, So we'll see how you go there. I don't think Reggie Jackson's a bad play. Not huge upside here. He probably has, uh, I'd say, 45-point upside, but um, he's been playing pretty well. He's been playing mid-30s to high-30s minutes, and he's not a bad option. Um, He is the number two option here, but again, I would rather have Aiton. I think Paul Jarginaton was where I would prefer to start. Ivaka Zubats is my I guess favorite play on this team. Uh, forty two hundred. He barely moved. He had himself a really good game. He's gonna be playing a lot again. He actually went down a thousand dollars, which I don't know why. He had a fifteen point six sixteen rebound double double, coming off a fourteen point eleven rebound double double in game two. Uh played th- or in 33 minutes those last two games, they're going to need him. They saw in the first game that DeAndre Ayton was uh, playing just too easy on offense in the in the first half. Uh, DeAndre Ayton won the second game, had a game winner, and, and played really well also. But it came down to the wire. This game, the, the Clippers won, and Zubas played 33 minutes again. Uh, they're going to need him to play. They're not really playing Cousins, and they don't really have another center behind him. Uh, Ibaka is out, so I, I don't know why Zubats went down in cash, but I'm assuming that he's going to make at least 90% of lineups. It's just he's the easy value chalk of the game. Uh, the game makes no sense to me, but here we are. We can throw him in all of our lineups, um, and if you he, if you're going for a cheap captain guy. I don't mind throwing him in the captain spot and then loading up on top-tier talent also. That's another option. I know people like to do that. I myself find myself doing that a few times, but um, he's definitely going to play. He's going to play a lot, and he's got to play a lot uh, to counter Aiton because Aiton has an offensive game and will eat a smaller guy alive in the offensive post, unlike the last series that they had. Another guy we can look at, Pat Bev. He jumped up $600 in, in his price tags at 3800 now. But he's playing a decent a chunk of minutes. The last two games, 26 and 27, they've really found something with him. Uh, they need him out there. He's been playing very well on Devin Booker the last two games. Devin Booker, I, like I mentioned, he's shooting uh, about under 30% the last two games. Five of 36, or 10 of 36, my bad. Um, Patrick Beverly is a big reason why. He's <laughs> – I, I Talk a lot of smack about this guy, but he's been playing really well lately. Got to give him his credit. Uh, His fantasy point production has been decent, too. He has 15 and 22 in the last two games, and at that price tag, you can throw him in there and and continue to get top-tier talent. Uh, Rondo is another guy I like to look at, but he only played eight minutes in that last one uh, after playing a solid chunk of minutes in the first two at 22 and 17, bringing back a nice point-per-minute return. The last game, he just didn't do anything, <clears throat> um, and he, he had three turnovers and a steal to his to his name on O of one shooting in eight minutes. So uh, that really was a fall-through-the-floor type of performance, and now he gives me some pause. Uh, but I would like to get him in a couple lineups, hoping I, I want to see some reports, seeing why, what happened there. But that's, uh, that's it. I mean, Luke Kennard played a decent chunk of minutes as well. 21 and 19 in the last two. We know he's getting minutes, and at 2,200, that's hard to say. Uh, We can go to that well. I think Sarich is safer to get about 10 to 15 points, but Kennard has the higher upside to get uh, break that 20-point marker at that 2K range. Um, So he's a guy I'd be looking at as well. All right, and that pretty much does it for this showdown slate. We'll go into the tiers and throw out a couple guys that I like in each tier, uh, as we do here at Hoopball <clears throat> per requests. Uh, in a expensive tier, or I like to change it up. I've been changing it up the last couple, couple, and I will continue to change it. I think I did, what did I do in the last one? I think I did tier, and then I did value. I will start with value, though. I think my favorite value play of the night it's probably just going to be super easy. Uh, I think there's uh, there's there's two guys. I'll I'll go with but my value and mid player are, are similarly priced. I think Ivaka Zubats is my favorite value or mid mid tier whatever you want to call. it. It's only forty two, so it's certainly in the value. But uh, in this type of slate, there's really not much in there in the mid tier. But I'm going to go with Ivaka Zubats as my favorite value. He's just been playing awesome, uh, and he's going to be playing 30-something minutes again, and I don't know why he dropped down in price. it' very baffling to me, uh, so I'm assuming everybody's going to like him as well, but we can just eat the chalk on that one. And my favorite, I guess, value again instead of mid-tier, uh, I, I like Cam Johnson. The guy's been playing well. He has <clears throat> He's averaging 20 points in this series so far. Uh, he's been playing rock-solid amount of minutes, 24 24 and 30 uh, and he can shoot so he's not doing much else but we can throw him in there and uh, he'll bring back near 20 points or or more and that's hitting value right there if you want to go super low i guess uh would be my my wild card guy there for the the higher floor at 2200 and then at my high price guy um there's going to be a lot of Booker. There's going to be a lot of George. I'm going to go back to Aiton at 8200 I think that's a solid discount there. I think another 40-point game is well within reach, and he's going to hit value. You might not have the upside of George or Booker, but we can throw him in there, even as a captain, and then we could get ourselves a Booker and possibly George in there as well. And That's why I really like him. I think the price, the $3,000 price difference from George and the 24 the twenty six hundred dollar price difference from Booker is a nice added bonus there um, and uh, he he just dropped down to his lowest price in the series. Uh, forty points should be what he can bring back here, possibly with some upside, so I'd like playing them there and I guess if you're <clears throat> if you're gonna go with the upside uh paul george is is the guy on the team, so don't he would be the the highest spend up, but he also costs the most most money there all right. Um, and that pretty much does it for this week or this night's showdowns, like Game four of the Western Conference Finals: Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, this series has been fantastic so far. All three games have been within six points. Game one, Phoenix won by six, Game two, Phoenix one, out a game winner. Uh, game three. It was a little little more decisive. I, I said all my six points, but uh, the Clippers won by 14. But it was super tight. It was super tight for the most part. <clears throat> um, and I expect another barn burner in Game 4. Just been a really good series. And I didn't think it would be this close without Kawhi Leonard. And I didn't think the Clippers would even get past the Jazz without Kawhi Leonard. And that just speaks a lot of value to both the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, we'll see what happens about the Suns, but um, I mean, I can't. Ex- I don't expect the Suns to lose without Kawhi Leonard on the opposite end of the floor either. So we'll see. But again, Clippers, Tyloo, this bun, this group. Got to give them credit for the way they've been battling without their superstar top player. But um, it's gonna be a good one. Thank you guys for ju- t- uh, tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow on Sunday when game four of the Eastern conference, oh, game three, my bad of the Eastern conference finals rolls around. I'm doing this one at halftime of the Eastern conference finals where the bucks have just opened up a whooping. It was really close with uh, six, six, about six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. And then the, the bucks just went on a run and now they're nearly up 30 points. So, um, about to be the end of halftime so i'm going to hop off on here but i will say give us a rate review tell us what you like what you don't like we'll try and incorporate what you like we'll try and get rid of what you don't like and you can follow me on twitter at santino Cocone. and you can follow us on all our different um twitter accounts on hoop ball just type in hoop ball and look for which ones you're looking for or instagram same thing Uh, and i believe facebook but i don't have either of the last two but thank you guys again, as always. And Mike and Harris should be on here tomorrow to catch you up on Game 3 of the Hawks versus Bucks. Peace.